Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Listen In With Lars. If you're a new listener, welcome to our show. We're so glad to have you. And if you've been with us before, welcome back. Also glad to have you. Um, I'm your host, Lars Haskins. And each week on Listen In With Lars, you will hear from interesting guests and experts from around the world in their respective fields. We will laugh together and learn together on our journey through life. So for this episode, we have a very special guest joining us. We have Sharon Riddle. Sharon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Lars. Good to be with you this Saturday. Well, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And just a little bit about Sharon. Um, over, career, over her career, Sharon Riddle has worked in companies, nonprofit organizations, and government agencies. She has provided business solutions in the areas of software upgrades and business process analyses, and has conducted best business practice research for over 30 years. Sharon began investing in single-family real estate in 2005 with her husband and business partner, Dan. She took a leadership role in managing all facets of the business, including property analysis, acquisition, rehab, property management, and resale of, of properties. Sharon, with her business partner, Dan, started the transition to multifamily real estate in 2015 through initial education and investing passively in 18 properties in Texas, Oklahoma, Colorado, Florida, and Ohio, totaling 3,507 units to date. She joined the Women's Multifamily Mastermind in 2019, has been a personal mentoring student of Brad Smurok since 2015, and co-founded and co Excalibur Investments of Texas LLC with Dan. Well, Shannon, this is uh, quite a resume here. Thank you so much for joining again. Uh, it's my pleasure. And uh, yeah, a lot of things can happen between 2008 and to date. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I totally agree. <laughs> I think just to kind of kick things off, just uh, tell us, you know, who you are, where you're from, and how you got into real estate in the first place. Sure. Well, I am Sharon Riddle. I am from Denton, Texas, beautiful mm -hmm. Denton, Texas. It's college town. We have a couple of colleges. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's Texas, business-friendly state. I got yeah. a state for that. And then how I got into real estate is, uh, well, first of all, my dad was a construction subcontractor. Mm -hmm. So that's around contractors my entire childhood. That was a uh, that was just a given. And my husband came home. He decided one day from a managing your money session that uh, real estate was put on the board. And he's like, "Hey, I think we can do this." And my upbringing around construction subcontractors, he felt was a really good fit because I was just really at ease with people who were in the trades. Mm -hmm. And uh, he and I both with our MBAs had some good cross skills to utilize in that space. And so what we did is what one of uh, the podcasts I've been on, he has a show called Two Smart Assets. That's what mm -hmm. we did. We had multiple streams of income then. We started yeah. with one single family home. And then we kind of built a team uh, around that, kind of based on uh, some of the uh, some of the things that I had learned from my dad uh, in my childhood. And uh, yeah, and my dad, when he was living, we we would talk about uh, my real estate team as far as the single family team in the in the very very beginning. It was humble, and I ended up self managing my single family portfolio. Terrific. Thank you very much for sharing. That's quite a story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about just like the nuts and bolts of business, uh, what you do in real estate investing, like what's exactly your focus? Tell me about that. Okay. Well, my focus has changed. Mm -hmm. I have really moved from single family to multifamily. Yeah. And um, started in single family back in 2005. 
and moved into multifamily in 2015. And that's when we really found Brad Sumrock as uh, one of our mentors. And we had mentors in single family as well. But sure. we found a, a certain scalability to multifamily. And that's why it really has been my focus to date. Very good. And why don't you uh, describe your business model and how exactly does that work? Okay, the business model, it's real estate. Yeah. And uh, it is really syndication driven. And I'm going to take a moment to really briefly explain syndication to your audience. Syndication in its really simplest form is where you have a collection of investors who see the same vision. They uh, they come together based on your business plan that you present, and uh, and they're with you. They have they have the capital, and uh, they they make the investment with you as your passive investors. You have a general partner team. They kind of work the daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a um, property manager. And they are really kind of working the nuts and bolts, uh, all the, all the daily activity regarding the leasing, any uh, capital uh, expenditure as far as any improvements on the property on a unit basis. So, but the general partners kind of oversee or look over what's going on with the property manager and the passive investors. I really consider them kind of the engine of the entire operation. Okay. That's terrific. Thank you very much. It was great to kind of break that down uh, for better understanding. So thank you. Sure. <clears throat> uh, tell me, how do you attract new deals? What's your process there? Well, my my process is two, twofold. I do call brokers. I've been mm-hmm. calling brokers individually for over two years in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. Um, as part of Brad Sumrock's community, we do have what's called a, a, an investor box. And you can look and see properties that are being offered. And so we do check that out also. But I will say, because uh, I've been calling brokers so long, I typically I, I typically know about those properties. Mm-hmm. Or they're in the box. And there's some brokers that really don't um, don't work as much with uh, Brad Sumrock, broke, uh, his broker team. So then I have access to, uh, to, to deals, to properties that are really outside of that tool. Sure, sure. And, uh, and speaking of uh, tools, what, what would you say is your favorite tool to use for this? Okay, my favorite tool... Um, it's kind of twofold. My one of my tools is uh, is the property tour. Yep. You know, I, I just like to get on the ground. I've got a uh, a touring partner who is an engineer, mm-hmm. so he and I tour the properties together. We we're kind of a surprise because most brokers it's very male driven. I'm telling you, sure. it still is, and they don't expect a woman to show up. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who asks all the questions. They don't expect that. And secondarily, uh, we give Mariano the opportunity to do what he's really strong at. He's an engineer and he loves to take pictures. So okay. he loves to really document. He documents everything to see kind of what's what's going wrong. So I can ask the pictures. I can kind of interface. And it gives him an opportunity to really uh, focus on 
the property itself at, at a unit level. And uh, then he can ask some additional questions in the end, which kind of allows him to have a voice and interject himself in that process. So we've kind of been working on that for a while. I will say as far as my other favorite tool, it's become my um, computer camera as well as my phone camera. Mm -hmm. so, and Mariano, you know, he loves to take pictures on his phone too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I've just I've just utilized my camera tools a whole lot more uh, regarding regarding my business. And part of that really dates back to COVID. Okay. You know, we were all getting on Zoom. Who knew what Zoom was before COVID? You know? Right, exactly. Perfect. Well, and, you know, here we are four years later. Everyone is, you know, just prominently still using Zoom. So it's, I guess, oh, yeah. stuck in some way. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great tool. And it's really... Yeah changed our lives. I think so too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, why don't you tell me what criteria do you use to identify potential deals? Okay. What I do, first of all, I am a location, location, location woman. Yep. The location has, if the location isn't right, nothing is going to be right. Sure. I kind of hone in on size right now and it's between 77 and a hundred units as far as what I'm looking to either passively invest in or actively invest in, because that's kind of where I am. I've kind of made a shift because I've got a general partner team too. So okay. I'm doing some passive investments and I'm doing some active investments, but I like them a little smaller. And part of the reason I like them a little smaller now is because uh, with all these interest rate hikes, it is easier on the capital raise. Okay. If you keep the unit size a little smaller, then the total acquisition price is a little lower. Mm -hmm. And then year built. I really don't like them any older than the year that I graduated from high school, 1978. Okay. I prefer the year that I graduated from college the first time. <laughs> first degree, first degree, which okay. is 1981. So okay, um, part of my criteria. Easy for people to remember too. No, it's a good way of, of remembering that. So I like oh, that and, little uh, tool. And the brokers laugh, you know, they kind of laugh about my little story because I have a story around my year built criteria. Hey, it engages people. It brings them in. I like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, why don't you tell me maybe some specific things that you think people need to hear that you know? Okay. One of the things that I really want to emphasize with people is yeah. it's okay to dream big. Yeah. It really is. It's okay. It's okay. To, to really do that. However, if you're dreaming big, you have to have corresponding big actions. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to take some steps because a this huge dream plus your actions equals a plan. Mm -hmm. You're off on the road on a plan. See, you've got, you know, you're, you're going somewhere. You have forward momentum when you've got a plan. Mm -hmm. Also, I've kept in mind my mentor's uh, goal uh, words. And part of it, he loves his SMART goals because it's an acronym. People could remember them. He's brought it over from Tony Robbins, but they really are useful. And SMART stands for um, uh, successful, mm -hmm. measurable, attainable, uh, relatable, time-sensitive goals. So those he loves his SMART goals and that's what they stand for. So I try to keep my goals 
uh, in the same criteria. So make sure that they have those elements within them. I'm also really big about joining a community. Sure. I have my uh, Sumrock community. I've had really a community really working with podcasters because I interact, interact with my podcasters after the interview, which is great because I get a lot of different advice on different things. Absolutely. And then uh, I, I have a mentor, mm-hmm. you know, and now I have a mentor and a coach because I have a mentor in my multifamily business and what I'm doing in that space. And I have a coach and it's regarding my health goals, which are smart goals. And because health is wealth. And I'm really embracing that this year. Perfect. I love that. And just having those little nuggets of wisdom is so helpful. I really like that. Thank you so much for sharing. Sure. <clears throat> um, I think regarding just your experiences and just, you know, past stories, what's been the hardest thing you've experienced so far in the real estate world? And what lesson did you did you learn from that? What came of it? Okay. Well, I've got a tie this year. Okay. And part of that is because first of it was regarding the single family. And that's when we were really having some issues on the credit side. This was way back in 2008 and I needed credit for acquisition of single family properties. Well, the solution was we went to a boot camp for mm-hmm. private lenders and that's where other people became our bank. So we, that was kind of the solution to that really hard time where we were kind of sweating it out. Mm-hmm. But but it changed the whole business plan. I mean, it was it was great in the end because we got to help other people make money from uh, our talents and our cross skills in our single family uh, real estate business. Mm-hmm. And then tie br- tie for this is uh, 2023, and it's really challenging regarding the part the properties that I was a passive investor on in the acquisition. There have been a couple of fires. Oh, yeah, a couple of fires. I mean, and I will explain later why, you know, don't go crazy if there's fires. Sure. There's been one capital call. And all that simply means, so people aren't scared about that, is you just have to add some additional capital for the GP team to operate in. There's some change or tweak to the business plan, and they just need uh, they just need some more capital to operate within. Mm-hmm. So don't go cuckoo if you know if if you do have a capital call in the multifamily space. Gotcha. Okay, all three properties uh, that I've invested in in 2023 had property manager changes. One, they had to hire a new property management company. Yeah, it's a big change. And then with the other two, there were property management tweaks. So they still have the same property management management company, but they had a different leasing agent on the property. And one had a different, different regional manager that they had to have come on board because that's the way they, they were going to be getting some better results for the property moving forward. Gotcha. Very interesting. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. Yeah, sure, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, tell me, what what have you enjoyed the most about growing your real estate business? Now, what I've really enjoyed about growing my real estate business is I have the choice for my general uh, partner team members moving mm-hmm. forward. 
I can select those people. In fact, I have other team members who say, hey, we need a banker. We really want a banker on our team. So here I'm kind of going out. I'm like a recruiter and I'm going out and I'm scouting out in our community. Uh, who Who's a banker? I found a banker. Mm-hmm. Got a banker on board. Yeah. But, you know, we've got some other people and they have other skill sets. So I really love that. And I, I can work with people I respect, I like, mm-hmm. and they're just, they're just enjoyable to be around. So if you have something come up, they, they're not, um, they're, they're just not drama queens. They, sure. they're just, they're unflappable people. And I really love that. But I also get to choose my, uh, my vendors. Okay. Because I've been in business long enough. And this is not our Excalibur Investments. It's not our first business. Mm-hmm. It is actually our, uh, when I look back on it, it is really actually our fourth business that we've created. Okay. Yeah, we started with a single family business. We have had a couple of other uh, businesses that we operated for passive investments. And then we have, well, actually we have three. So technically Excalibur is our fifth. Oh, our wow. Fifth <laughs> LLC that, we, anyway, that we've created, but also I know over time, the more that we're in business, mm-hmm. we also, and I know it's a strange thing to say, but we also get to choose our investors. Sure. Not everybody is going to be my investor. And I will tell you, Lars, I thought it was the craziest thing way back when I went to my private lender boot camp with Alan Calgill. Okay. He told me, Sharon, there will be a time where you fire investors. And part of it is they, some of them won't see the business plan. So you got to have people who come on board who are with the business plan. But also, they're going to be people who, they're kind of drama queens in life. And mm-hmm. you don't want that. And oh. so they're not going to be able to, they start a journey with you maybe, but they don't continue the journey with you. Definitely. You know, it's it's so important. You know, what you see is what you get in people. And I think that's... It's- um, I think it's incredible what uh, kind of the journeys that you've gone through. Um, tell me in particular, let's single one out here. What was your favorite project and why? Well, my fa- my favorite project was a Duncanville apartment. Okay. Not, uh, for many reasons. One of them, we already had a single family investment in Duncanville. So I knew something about the submarket. So the location. Yeah. Uh, it was my first um, passive investment that went three times on the return, which was like outstanding. Mm-hmm. And it did it in the short duration to date, 30 months. And that is despite having a fire. There was a fire on that property. Wow. So fires, things can turn out good because you you do have some, um, you do have some insurance. If you're well insured, those things can turn out uh, really, really well. Mm-hmm. I have an ongoing relationship with, um, with a sponsor, mm-hmm. in fact, he and, he and I are still investor friends. He's, you know, we're still investors of his, and I've even recommended him for some certain podcasts because he has a unique story. I did not know until I listened to a podcast he was on. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know the rest of this story with you. Hey, the more you know, <laughs> the more, yeah. I, yeah. And he's like, wow, I'm so glad you listened to the podcast first. And then she recommended me uh, on another podcast because he thought that was really interesting. But he also, this person is so focused. 
I literally had to run after him to mm-hmm. be on this on this uh, investment. And I literally had to say, Aaron Katz, where do I wire the money? He wasn't paying attention to me, Lars. And you know what? If I really want to be on an investment, I'm going to I want to do everything I can to be on that investment and for sure and be bold. Don't be timid. Yep. I like that. Be bold. It's definitely the life lesson that you can take from that. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. um, and if if you could give yourself just back when you were starting out, if you could give yourself just one piece of advice, you know, what would that be? Well, I'd probably give myself a couple of pieces of advice. Actually. Sure, sure. I would start with multifamily because it's so scalable. Yeah. Regarding the single family, it just can grow exponentially. And I will tell you, I have made uh, the vast amount of my uh, net income has been in multifamily versus single family. Mm-hmm. And part of it's just due to the scalability of it. Yeah. And then also what I would tell my younger self, certainly, is hire a fitness coach. I mean, I've had I had like uh, tutors when I was going through my MBA program. I had a couple mm-hmm. of tutors, but I've never hired a fitness coach. Uh-huh. And we went on this mastermind event in Utah. Okay. It was it was around uh, health. And I am hiring a person who is like a life coach, weight management. He's a nutritionist. This guy, he's like the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. But Andrew Shook is the one who's going to get me to Greece because, I mean, i got to take on those hills, all this stuff, and do that with my 27-year-old daughter who has told me, Mom, you are going to have to get in a lot better shape to go to Greece. She's been to Greece, and she knows. So uh, that's my goal, get to Greece, and he's going to help me get there. You've got this. Get to Greece. You can do it. Get to this, Greece. That's that... my new name regarding, uh, regarding the health side. I like that. That's a great goal to have. Um, why don't you tell me, what's your favorite real estate related book? Okay. Well, I do have a couple right now. Mm-hmm. One of them is Tax Free, uh, Tax Free Wealth, and that is by Tom Wheelwright. Okay. It is Robert Kiyosaki's CPA. Super okay. Tax Free Wealth. Mm-hmm. And we actually changed our CPA firm based on meeting Tom Wheelwright. Okay. Back in 2019 at a mastermind event. So our goal has been to really get to a zero tax position. Great. Uh, within the LLCs. We can't do all of that within the W-2 that Dan still has, but within the LLCs, zero tax. And then also my new one is raising capital for real estate. And part okay. of that is it's an area that I really want to focus on. And Dan and I, along with some other investors, are going to race fest uh, next week. So that is a Hunter Thompson event. And Hunter Thompson wrote this book. It's very anecdotal. It's very much based on stories. But I've decided just with from some of the stories he's highlighted that I want to go to the event and see what this guy's all about. And then we have another uh, general partner who has gone to, Tunt- to Hunter Thompson's event. And he says he gives you a lot of tools. And I am all about tools. So I can get some more tools, strengthen an area that I want to strengthen and just uh, be like a rock star, uh, capital raising kind of woman. I'm all for it. 
I love that. That's incredible. Uh, I really like, yeah, having those tools is really a good, or it's, it's a great tool to have to have every tool there. So wonderful. Yeah. I love that. Uh, what is your favorite uh, non-real estate related book? Okay. My favorite non-real estate related book is we're going way back in history, ancient history. Sure. So we're going to Marcus Aurelius and we're going to meditations. Okay. Going to the Stoics. Yeah, sure, sure. Right, you you gotta you gotta be real. You gotta really be resilient. And Marcus Aurelius, he reminds us that you really have to focus on uh, on your mindset and how you react to conditions and situations because mm -hmm. uh, that's what you control. You can only work on what is you are and able to control. It's not always the environment. But your reaction to the environment, you are always able to control. Absolutely. I really like that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Sure. And uh, uh, finally, how? what's the best way our listeners can uh, get a hold of you to learn more about you and to connect with you? Well, they can go to my website. Mm -hmm. The person always loves that. And that's mm -hmm. www.excalibur. And I'm going to spell that. It's sure. E-X-C-A-L-I-B-R-E texas.com so www.excalibertexas.com and i want people to go there also because we started a blog mm -hmm. going to continue the blog i'm also available on social media okay i'm on facebook sure and birdsong riddle just because my high school people need to find me too <laughs> there you go so i put that maiden name in there as well and also on instagram Sharon Birdsong Riddle. So those are my two handles on social media. But the uh, going to the website will not only get you uh, some gifts because mm -hmm. you have an autoresponder, you get the eight steps to passive investing when you fill out the contact form, but you also uh, get a connection to my community that I am building. And I do have a money for life call. And before before the podcast, you and I were talking about Pat Quinn, our signature talk. And guess what? Pat Quinn named my Money for Life call. Wow. He did. Cool. Okay. He, he named that Money for Life call. And it's just, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. But I can really talk to people about where they are, where they want to go, and just kind of share a little bit about about my journey, but just, it's always good to have somebody listen uh, to you and, and just kind of hear, kind of flush out uh, where you're wanting to go with things and how you can get there. And you never know who, um, who you can be connected with either. So that's right. It's yeah, all about people get a lot of bang for their buck on that money for life call. And I informally had a money for life call with somebody just on Thursday. It was oh, wonderful rock community. And it, you know, I didn't call it money for life call, but it was a money for life call. That's exactly what it was. We were flushing out stuff. Perfect. I really like to hear that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you heard it there, listeners. I mean, Sharon has so much to offer here. So be sure to connect with her. Well, thank you so much, Sharon, for, for being on today. It's our pleasure to have you on the show and uh, just, just taking the time to, to talk about you and what you have to offer. Well, thanks so much for having me, Lars. And thanks for the dedication to the community that you continue to build as well. Oh, my pleasure. It's the least I can do. And uh, thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Take care.